today's podcast, A Moment at Home. I'm Scotty. And I'm Kristen. Can we talk about these beverages you have in front of you right now? Yeah, so I have a problem. My name is Kristen, and I have a problem with beverages. And I'm not talking about bad ones. She means alcoholic ones. No, I do not. (laughs) I do not. So one of the things that the kids in the homeschool group make fun of me about is the number of beverages that I'm drinking. Not just throughout the day, but at one time. So... Like right now, I have some coffee, and I have a Propel, and I have a Diet Mountain Dew, and I have them all. So I, I'm not in danger of thirsting to death because I have a lot of beverages in front of me. People make fun of me for it. I, um, I like coffee a lot. I think that's a genetic trait. My dad drinks coffee just like a beverage. He just drinks it all day long, and now i find myself doing the same thing i can drink coffee any time of the day and i think it's i'm not old enough yet for the caffeine to really affect me but i find that the older i get the more caffeine does keep me up at night not too terrible but i can tell a difference yes 36 was the age for me that drinking coffee after five o'clock kept me up a little bit too late but now i'm getting ready to turn 40 in a few weeks so for me i like drinking coffee but i have to have a cutoff point during the day somewhere i love all kinds of different types of beverages i can name them all day long from cherry coke i love coke zero cherry coke i have a funny story behind that um i went to go get a energy drink not long ago in eastern kentucky and the beverage I wanted was just a simple Diet Mountain Dew or a water. I was traveling early in the morning, but I came across this energy drink and I had been drinking Coke Zero Cherry Coke. So I seen one with energy in it. I said, man, I've got to try that. I grabbed one from the end cap. I've always been one that likes drinks room temperature. I always have. You like them like that too. But I go to the counter, Eastern Kentucky. And not saying there's anything wrong with Logan County, West Virginia, but the people talk like that everywhere in the type of mountains that we live in. And then the lady said, sir, we have code ones. And I was thinking, well, there's a code red. I'm like, ma'am, I'm I'm okay with that. She said, no, (laughs) there's code ones. I said, ma'am, I really just don't know. There's a language barrier in this moment. I was concerned. I was giving her like the serious look, trying to figure out what was going on. And then I thought that maybe the drink had a code. (laughs) And she said, I have code ones. And uh, we have them over there. I went, ma'am, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, we have code ones in the core. She was trying to say cold ones in the core. See, if you would have had me there with you, I could have translated for you because, you know, my nickname in college was Ellie Mae. But your brain don't work like that that early in the morning. Oh, it would have. Would have? Oh, it would have. I would have totally translated. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. So some of my favorite beverages are definitely Diet Mountain Dew's always been a top game changer for me. I didn't start drinking coffee until uh, college, Uh, probably 20 years old, um, 19 years old. I started drinking coffee then. I like different types of water and stuff like that. 
Um, and probably one of my favorite drinks. I don't drink uh, many drinks with a lot of sugar, but I love cherry Coke. And those that know this well with it, when we mention cherry Coke, there's a big story behind that that we may get into one day, but there's not enough room in this podcast now to <laughs> no. go into cherry Coke. I th- my students call my water hippie water. They say that I have I drink hippie water. I really like the water that nobody else likes. And there's a funny story here. So one day, um, I get this text message from my friend Val, and she is in Kroger's, and she sends me this picture of this huge display of Lacroix water, and they were eight packs, and they were twenty five cents each. Like, 25 cents. But they're nasty. They're delicious. They're nasty. So, I... And it was kind of funny because we were in this flood situation. We had... Everything had released early for that day because the water was raising really fast. And I didn't care. I was going to Kroger's. And I... You were out of town. And, I was. And... That was the week of the code ones. It was. Because I had your car. I didn't have my truck. And so, I go to Kroger in the midst of the floodwaters and i bought 42 cases of Lacroix water it's a lot. 42 cases it's a lot no they weren't all for me because i have friends who drink hippie water like i do and i distributed it to my friends i was a good friend and 42 cases and honestly i would have bought all the grapefruit is my favorite and they had the most of the grapefruit and I would have went back. I mean, I would have bought all of it, but I was in your car and I couldn't fit any more in the bag. I have a certain order of the way I drink my beverages. In the morning, I, I could drink at least two cups of coffee minimum a day. Um, sometimes I may do a pot of coffee in a day, just depending on the weather and how I feel. But then after that, I'll, I may chug some water. And at dinner, um, I may have a diet beverage. I only try to do one diet beverage a day uh, just because I feel like it's just healthy to stay away as much as possible. But I don't like hippie water. I like the <laughs> water with... Uh, Aspartame. Yes. He likes the water with the rat poison in it. However, what I'm drinking now, Propel, does not have that. Yeah, it does. I thought it had... Sucralose, babe. Sucralose. That's right. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing, just different word. So I drink that. Uh, and a propel and i also drink the sparkling ice water which also has sucralose but they're carbonated and they're so good and it's still yet water and it's zero calories and they have vitamins and antioxidants in them and awesome and sucralose yes and they do your waters are healthy but they taste like <laughs> water that came out of a muddy river no they're delicious it's horrible so you mentioned that you like your drinks in a certain order throughout the day and that's there's a reason behind that because you say you know once you reach 36 you couldn't really drink caffeine or abundance of it at certain points of the day so the order of your drinking (laughs) the order of your drinking is important yes it is so with all of that being said i think order is always significant like the reason why we have an order to the way we do things it's not random it's it's specific and god is god is very much the same way god is a very ordered and structured god if you think about it and 
he don't have to be you know he can just call out things at random if he wanted because he's god but he doesn't he has an order to the way he does things and even even though the bible doesn't come out and say god is a god of order he certainly is there are so many things in the bible that that speaks to that like you look at it is amazing to me the detail that the bible puts into the tabernacle i mean god didn't just say hey go build a tent for me to live in he said i want you to build this structure and i want it to be three different layers in and i want it to be this wide and i want it to be this long and I want these things to be here in these places throughout the time. He's just so detailed about everything and the the ark. I mean, he said, build it out of gopher wood, whatever gopher wood is. Like he was specific. He called out certain, certain things. And even in the way he created, he created in a specific order because he knew that you couldn't have plants if you didn't create the ground first. You know, you can't have fish or ocean creatures if you haven't created the ocean. So he's just so awesome in the way that he structures things. And if you really look at it, even the way that he built relationships from the beginning in the book of Genesis, there was an order to it. He created the relationship between him and us first. And then he created the relationship between man and wife. And then he created the relationship between parents and children and siblings and family members. And something interesting is I've we've been studying this over the course of a few weeks now. It's interesting because before God really mentions any specific friendship, in the Bible, you know, he meant, he talks about inappropriate relationships. He sure does. Before he even gets into the appropriate ones and the proper relationships. So I guess it's just as important that we talk about the things that the relationships that aren't really for us that we shouldn't have just as much as the ones that we should. So true. I even find that before sin entered the garden god even talked about that it wasn't good for man to be alone that man should not be in a place of loneliness already given us an order that we are to have relationships Mm -hmm. very important i find that every home needs an order and of course it starts with god and we're finding a day and time now that people's lost the order of that they will put their kids before their spouse and wonder why marriage is failing but it's really about god first your marriage second, your kid next. And then after that, you can start putting other things in place, proper place. But you raise your kids to leave. But we're living in a time today, people are trying to live so much through their kids that they are forfeiting their marriage. Mm-hmm. But it makes me think, are they forfeiting their relationship with God or all they can get out of it? Not that they're losing out on heaven. I don't want to say that. God's so full of grace. I know that. Not that they're forfeiting heaven, but they're forfeiting some heaven on earth. Yeah. By not, spe- not spending time. And you mentioned God being a God of order. And not to bring humor in a serious moment, but, you know, you think God had a touch of OCD. Because me and God gets along on order. How do you feel about me and my order and OCD? So when we bought our first house, 
um, I was at work, and while I was at work, my OCD husband decided that he was going to move our kitchen, the whole kitchen, first while I was at work. Everything was already boxed up. And when I go to our new house, I open the spice cabinet, and all of the spices are arranged from tallest to shortest. God's got to order. And all of the Campbell's soup cans in my pantry were turned the same direction. Yes. And all of the pop cans in the refrigerator were turned the same way. And my exact words in that, and I appreciate order. I do. I understand order is important. (laughs) But my exact words to my husband that day was, you are either going to have to get healed and delivered or get medicated because I can't live with my spice cabinet looking. And if you go right now, <laughs> if he would go and look in my spice cabinet. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, it's, it's, it I, is not ordered. I never got medicated. So but I'm you a, know. I must have been delivered. I think, I think that the Lord is pleased with my spice rack. It's been used. Because it's being used yes. and it's obvious. It's feeding my stomach. So mm-hmm. It makes me a happy man. Mm-hmm. But back to the order of the home, I really believe people do miss the simple fact in a day of worry, fear, concern, calamity, that they're focused so much on tomorrow that the only order they need, according to Matthew 6 and 33, is God first in his way of living. Mm-hmm. Then everything we ever have need of is given to us. All of our needs are supplied according to his riches and glory. And that is very true because when we put him in his place, you know, when you think about your house, you know, everything has a place. You know, I don't put my spices in the refrigerator. Everything has its proper place. And God designed that. I mean, there are everything in our spiritual life has its proper place too. And God has to be number one. And if he's not number one, then nothing else is going to be the way that it should be because that is the very foundation and you talked about people who live through their kids and those types of things when you are when you really lay down relationships you cannot base every single relationship in your life around your relationship with your husband or your relationship with your kids you have to base that on the relationship that you have with the Lord and everything else should fall based on that and I think if you find yourself consistently making decisions based on the other relationships in your life you know we can't talking about your friendships or your relationship with your kids or you know if you're basing everything in your life around your kids you need to stop and think because that probably means that you're making your relationship with your children your foundational relationship and God never intended it to be that way the only relationship that is a firm enough foundation to hold the pressure of all the other relationships in our life is our relationship with the Lord that's not something that a marriage can handle or your relationship with your children can handle it wasn't built for it wow you mentioned handling the pressure and life is full of pressure. Right now, I want to pray for those. That yeah. is dealing with pressures and stress and anxieties and things that maybe it's all built around the wrong relationship and they're not focused on God. 
So my prayer is going to be focusing back on God. And our most powerful moments is when me and you have joined hands and we've invited God into the room. Mm-hmm. And it's a vulnerable moment for both of us. And But at the same time, when we make ourselves the most vulnerable, that's when God works through with his most strength through our weakest moments. So let's just pray. Father, I thank you today that you've spoke to our hearts and those listening that you're going to work your miracle working power in their life. God, that we're going to bring our focus back to you. And Lord, our relationship is going to be in order. And Lord, you've sought for us and you're intentional about coming after us. And God, there's nothing we can do that is so bad that you want to stay away from us. So today we invite you wherever we're at, even now, God, that your presence would flood our hearts and we will get things in the proper place. Your order, God, you first, and then our family, that we won't live through other humanity for our joy and happiness. But God, we will live through you for our joy and our peace and our deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen.